How you doing, man? Uh, just doing good, hanging in here. Uh, I was doing a bunch of like video editing and stuff like that today, so it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's hard to figure out, man. I was trying to do some YouTube stuff uh, mm-hmm. like within the first few episodes, and it just got too complicated, and I had a shitty camera, so I was like, ah, I'm not even going to try. Normally what I did, like, whenever I started doing, like, that stuff, so, like, what I'm doing now, like, I don't know if you see my stuff, like, I just go live. Yeah. Right? So, I like, I use StreamYard, and StreamYard allows me to go to, uh, uh, like, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. Okay. So, you get all those covered, and you're good to go, dude, and just, like, shitty little webcam. That looks good, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're good with the live stuff, too, man. I'm... <laughs> it'd be a terrible show if i was doing it live but that's the thing man it's like it's not like i was always good you know what i mean like you gotta just do it yeah <laughs> and, then, and then you get better you know yeah gotta get the reps in man mm-hmm. for sure i uh let's see this uh when this post this will be 46 and mm-hmm. i'm still i'm still trying to figure it out man i still get all nervous and shit <laughs> nah dude even whenever I was doing like the radio show, like every day, right? Like five days a week and shit before yeah. every single one, it was still like those nerves. I'm like, I've been doing this for fucking five years now, yeah. but it's still, still nerves, man. It means you care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's what I tell people, but, uh, it's still, uh, I don't know, man. It's a weird feeling when you, when you're all nervous. <laughs> I will say with this one, I'm a little bit more nervous, man. Cause you're a professional, right? And I'm like a <laughs> uh, side hustle type deal. Nah, dude, don't even worry about that stuff. You know, I try to make sure my camera's straight. There we go. Yeah. Is that your office? Yeah, this is my studio at home. Nice, man. Yeah, like, I, I got, like, my computers and stuff, so you see all that shit there. I got, like, my little board over there for, like, my for my microphones and all that shit. So. Yeah. Legit, man. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck it. Uh, you want to get into it? Yeah, man. Whenever you're ready. All right. Uh, I'll do my intro, and then we'll just bullshit like we have been already. Uh, my stuff's already recorded, man, so we'll probably just keep some of that stuff in there. Hey, I'm good with it. Yeah. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Tell Me Something podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, and today I have a special guest, Mr. Michael Tipton. What up, bro? What's up, man? See, I was hoping that you would go, since you went full name with you, that you would go full name with me, like Michael Robert Tipton. Like, that's what I was expecting. Oh, man, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, shit, we haven't connected since, like, high school, so I wasn't sure how to go yeah. about it. No, nah, man, I mean, it's 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 whatever. Like, even if you just wanted to go with just straight up Tipton, because I think everyone from high school still just calls me Tipton. Yeah, that's, like. <laughs> that's how I refer to you as Tipton. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean... So nowadays, what do most people call you? Like that didn't go to high school with you? Uh, it, I mean, it's the same thing, right? So like I was in the military, people called me Tipton. It's either Tipton or Tip. Yeah. Um, there's very few people that call me Mike and fewer people that call me Michael. Yeah. So as long as, long as it's like not asshole or something, I don't know if I can <laughs> Sorry. As long as there's nothing mean, like I'll, I'm all right. Yeah. Even sometimes I respond to the mean shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, especially, like, like, they'll be like, oh, you're a dick, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I love you, too. Yeah, man. Dude, I didn't know that you had joined the military, and the Air Force, no less. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you join right out of high school? No, I didn't. Um, 
But like, I, okay, so like you and I, I think we both graduated O two, right? Like that's yeah. that's when we graduated. Nine eleven happened like early on in our senior year. Yep. And I was like with my friends, I'm gonna go be a marine. I'm gonna be, you know, just the most badass of the badass. Yeah. And because I was moving mobile homes and stuff like that with my parents, I had done something where I messed up like my my right knee. And whenever I went to go do the physical with the Marines, they were like, your ACL is torn. Oh, shit. I was like, I was like oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to take you. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just like hide that. Like, like they're not going to tell the Army. So I went over to the Army, and the Army's like, nah, bro, like, you got a torn ACL. There's no way we're going to take you. So I was like, okay, I'll just go to, like, EPCC, right? Because that's what people do. They just go to EPCC. Yeah. You have no clue what you're going to do in life. Just go to EPCC. For those that don't know, out. that's uh, El Paso Community <laughs> College. <laughs> yeah. So so you you go to the community college because they've got your back. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Give us a hundred dollars, you're good to go. Exactly, right? <laughs> so but like I went there and I had no clue what it was that I wanted to do and like you bounce around like what what does El Paso have, right? Call centers and stuff. So like call center here, uh still moving the mobile homes and stuff like that with my parents. And I just kinda got tired of it, man. And like one day I was just like, you know what? Let me let me try this again. But I, I had wised up, and I was like, let me go try the Air Force. So in 2009 is whenever I joined the Air Force, and it just, like, it went quick. Okay. 2009, man. Damn, I was, uh, what, during what time frame? Like summer, spring? <laughs> so my first day of basic training was July 6th. Oh, <laughs> shit. So you were like in the, the dead heat of San Antonio. I would say the worst time to go to San Antonio. Yeah, it's rough, man. <laughs> I, uh, so... At that time in 2009, I was in Iraq. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I was already in for, I think that was year five. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, what was your AFSE? So I was a POL, right? So fuels, uh, two FOX five, I want to say is what mine was at the end of it. But yeah, like, so refueling aircraft, doing all that stuff, doing like cryogenics with liquid nitrogen, liquid oxygen, things of that nature. Damn. Yeah. That's right. Did you ever <laughs> uh, deploy? It was the weirdest thing, man. And like, you, you, you go in, you expect to deploy, right? Like, like that's what you want to do. So I go, I, I go in, and they're like, "Well, your deployment cycle is already right now, but you have to learn before we deploy you, so you're not going to deploy this time." I was yeah. like, "All right, cool." I was supposed to go on a deployment to uh, 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 Abu Dhabi, right? Like, I was supposed to go over there, and like, it was like one of these. You're just going to go for like six or or. or uh, six weeks, we're just going to have you there for a little bit, take civilian clothes, do all that stuff, right? Yeah. Like, it was going to be one of those badass ones. It got canceled like a week beforehand. Ooh. And they're like, they're like, well, that was your deployment cycle, so you're going to miss this one. Then I was going to go to uh, Korea, and before all that happened, like this was in 20, uh, yeah, 2011, um, I was playing football for like our squadron, right? Like, like flag football and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I got, I'm like the only person that ever got tackled during flag football. <laughs> and the way that the guy tackled me, like instead of my knee doing this, it popped out like that. Oh, shit. And it completely ruptured my ACL. It tore a meniscus. It tore uh, like my PCL and the LCL in the back of my knee. Yeah. So whenever they finally, like it took two months for them to do surgery. Whenever they finally did surgery, they're like, okay, well now it's going to take 18 months of rehab. Yeah. You know as well as I do, like in that time frame, they were doing the rollbacks with people. So they were like, we can't deploy you for a year and a half, almost two years. You have no, like, like you got no value to us, man. So out. <laughs> oh, you got medically discharged? Uh, and that's a weird thing. It wasn't even like a medical discharge. Like it was just like a, 
like a, a mutual agreeing to part ways. Like, you know how teams do that in like the NFL, like, okay, we don't want this guy anymore. Yeah. But like, that's kind of what it was like, but they allowed me like go through like the whole process of going to like the VA and, you know, getting the settlement claim or not the settlement claim, but getting the claim and all that stuff set yeah. up. And literally like two or three weeks after I got out, cause I got out in uh September, September 29th, 2012. Like, a month or so after that, I started receiving my VA disability check at a 90% disability rating. And I feel like an asshole sometimes because of that, because it's like, I didn't do the stuff that a lot of people did. Right. Like, yeah. like it's like, yeah, I've got hurt playing football and stuff, but I, I didn't go overseas or anything like that. And that sucks. Like for me, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. I, I tell a lot of people that cause I had somebody explained it to me at one point. It's like, that's, that's money that you deserve, man. Any, any veteran, because the military got everything they, uh, needed out of you, man. Uh, like they never ask questions. They're just like, Hey, I'm going to take it whether you want to or not. Mm-hmm. Um, some people got it worse than others, but at the end of the day, uh, no, no matter what it is, the military's going to take it out of you. Um, but and so far, like, uh, as for me, I've been lucky and, um, no major injuries or anything like that. And the air force has provided me a pretty good life, so I can't complain. But yeah, when people so, feel guilty like that, I'm just like, I ah, don't even worry about it. <laughs> well, and that was the thing too. It's like not, and like I guess that's what makes it so weird for me is that like I kind of wanted to do like deployments, like I wanted to go out and do that stuff just because like I feel like that's what you're supposed to do whenever you join the military, right? Yeah. So for me, like it was weird because like I know a lot of people are like, man, I just wish I never deployed and this and that. And I'm over here like an asshole, like yeah, yeah I kind of wish I did, like at least once, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's still a lot of people. Um, that uh, they haven't deployed and they've been in ten plus years. It's just mm-hmm. it's just the way it, it falls. When uh, when I was going through my pre-deployment training, uh, I went through with an EOD guy, and he was talking to us. And there was a few of us from Intel. It was our first deployment, and he's like, "Hey, so what deployment is this for you?" It's like, uh, "This is number one." He's like, "What? This is fucking bullshit. This is my eighth deployment." I was like, "Damn, wow. man!" <laughs> but he was EOD, and it, there was a lot of guys like that. Um, because like that stretch from like oh four to oh nine, it was just deployments left and right. Mm-hmm. So so are you still in, or when did you get out? No, nah, I'm still in, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sixteen years in, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm doing my twenty <laughs> at least. Yeah, <laughs> the retirement, man. You got to get that retirement. Yeah, man. That's 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 what I'm chasing right now. I mean, and I like. I like the Air Force, man. It's uh, it's treated me well so far. There's been some downtimes, but uh, it's gonna be the same on the outside. You're gonna deal with the same kind of shit, and 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 I like uh, I pretty much just like everything the Air Force has to offer. So yeah, ain't getting I, out anytime soon. That, and and that's what I tell people too. Like my my nephew was kind of the same way, right? Now he like I can helped convince him to join the Air Force and stuff. So. No, uh, to me, I'll never talk bad about the Air Force. I love my Air Force. I'm surprised I don't have like my Air Force flag waving behind me right now with a like, bald eagle standing on top of it. <laughs> we can like, get like, one up I, there, I man. Love it. Uh, I was about to say, like, I, I got some space up there. I think I can use. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Represent. So you did uh, what four or five years, and then uh, where, where were you stationed at? Seymour Johnson Air Force Base in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Damn, how was that? Uh, Goldsboro, North Carolina is with all due respect to the lovely people that live there and call that place home. It is a shithole. <laughs> um, the, the best part about it is like, I, I was married, right? Or I still am married, but I was married at that time and we didn't have kids. Yeah. So the beach was like 
you know, 45 minutes to an hour away. And you know how it is in El Paso. Like Dallas is eight hours away. We'll make that drive. Yeah. So we'll, we'll drive over to the beach. Washington DC was like four hours away. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina and Atlanta were like four and five hours away. So we did so much traveling up and down the East coast that like, that's what I loved about it. Yeah. But Gold's, Goldsboro in itself was just like, it, 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 like there were great people, good restaurants and stuff like that. But there's literally no, like, like Socorro is bigger than Goldsboro. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> dang yeah that's crazy man that's what i love about the east coast too man it's always like it seems like a short drive anywhere you go just because texas is so big and we're used to driving all these fucking <laughs> crazy distances and just to get somewhere but yeah man the east coast when i was in florida it was the same thing um mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't take long to get anywhere where, where were you stationed at in florida uh herbert field so navarre yeah mm-hmm. right outside of pensacola I- I, I did a hurricane evacuation, so a hurricane, uh from Goldsboro at Seymour Johnson. We went down to uh, uh, Eglis. Is that what it is? Eglis Air Force Base? Eglin. Eglin. There we go. Cool. Well, we, we went down there, and I thought it was just so weird that, like, to escape a hurricane, we went down to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes they hit in the Upper East Coast, man. They miss Florida yeah. altogether. <laughs> yeah. So, is that when you got into uh, to radio? No. Um, so when, whenever I got out, it was kind of like the same thing, right? Like, like getting in, like I, I, I was like, you, I was like, you know what? I, I know I got a late start, but I'm going to do my 20. Maybe, you know, I'll stay as long as they'll keep me. Right. Like that's, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then just like that, it's like, okay, well it's done. So I was like, okay, well, what do you do again? You got the GI bill. I'm going to go enroll at UTEP. I'm going to be a psychologist. Oh shit. And like so I, I went through those courses and i was like doing really well but like it didn't feel like it was something i wanted to do it felt like something i felt obligated to do right yeah so my wife and i were talking and her sister lived up in alaska and her sister was like hey why don't you guys just move up here to alaska you know or we'll, we'll you know start a mexican restaurant in anchorage alaska which never actually came through fruition yeah. but um, so that was like 2012. I left to Alaska in, uh, like November of 2013, lived in Alaska for about a year. And during that time frame, my mother passed away and she was one of these people. Cause I, I, I get this so much. It's like, it's become not even funny anymore. Uh, you've got the voice for radio, man. <laughs> my, my mom was one of those people. And okay. she's like, you should just, just go do radio, go do radio, go do radio. And whenever she passed away, because I was living in Alaska, I wasn't here in El Paso to say goodbye. So for me, it was kind of like a way of honoring her, right? Like, this is what she wanted me to do. Let me, let me give it a shot. I moved back to El Paso in September of 2014. And that's whenever I like re-enrolled in UTEP and decided, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this radio thing. I got my first gig in radio as a free volunteer to learn at like the local NPR station on UTEP. And all it was was like voicing like seven seconds of a commercial, right? Like right. tune in tonight at seven o'clock on KTEP, your NPR station for the Southwest. Right. So like <laughs> that, that, that was like the stuff that I had to say. Yeah. Then that parlayed into um, an internship because I love my sports. You can see all those stupid shit behind me. Like I love my sports. And that, that parlayed to an internship with like the ESPN affiliate here. And like, while I was doing that, I started doing like uh, afternoon traffic reports for like KLAQ. And you know how it is. Like, like you're in El Paso. KLAQ is like the only rock station. Yeah. And like, 
that's that's huge man right so like i'm meeting dudes like buzz adams and like glenn garza and like these people i grew up listening to right yeah buzz and patty is that still a thing uh no it's not buzz and patty anymore but it's like the buzz adams morning show yeah. and they send they syndicated like in el paso to like midland odessa and like abilene and like all of west texas oh, it's like shit. the buzz adams morning show now yeah nice but like yeah so that that's when i got my start i guess it would be august of 2015 so almost three years after i got out of the air force whenever i finally got into doing radio damn that's nuts man uh yeah. <laughs> and then and then you ended up with your own show right yeah well <laughs> see and and that's like the beautiful thing about like this radio thing is like you really don't know how a lot of it's going to go right so i my, again my 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 goal anytime I start a job is I am going to be here for the remainder of eternity until they drag my corpse out of this building. Right. <laughs> like uh, that, that's the way that I am. Like I obsess over these jobs. Well, I got my wife pregnant again in uh, 2016. The baby was going to be due in uh, July of 2017. And I went over to my boss because of this, at this point I was a part time, like maybe you know, 15 hour a week, dude, just like hanging out, doing a couple of little things, but I took on a lot of responsibilities, but all I was getting paid for was 15 hours at seven twenty-five an hour. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. I was a full time, man. Yeah. I was, I was a full time student. I was doing like my podcast stuff that like I started doing that as well, just because I wanted to talk and like get my voice out there and like actually my opinions and stuff. Right. I went up to my boss and I was like, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need a little bit of money. Right. Like I've, Got my wife pregnant. I'm going to have two kids now. Like, I got a family. Like, show me the love I've been giving you. And they weren't able to do it. So, ultimately, I I, I put in a two weeks notice. And I was like, I'm going to force them to pay me. <laughs> and they called my bluff, right? And I was like, shit, man. So, <laughs> and, and during that two weeks, like, I'm filling out applications and stuff. And, like, I, I hadn't heard anything back. So, it was like the day right before the two weeks was up that I was going to be like, look, I take it back. I'm sorry. I'll go groveling to you. I'll, I'll take my seven twenty five an hour. Right. Yeah. I got a phone call from one of the places that I applied to and it was ESPN's corporate headquarters in Bristol, Connecticut. And they set up an interview and I was like, oh, okay, well let, let's see how this goes. Like, there's no way they're going to like, I'm, I'm, I'm just some dude. They probably got like, you know, all these really good people applying for a producer's job at ESPN. Right. So I was just happy to take a phone call. I forgot about what day I scheduled the interview. They called me while I was like in the middle of a hibachi restaurant eating lunch. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to take this interview real quick. So I did that in like a back corner of this restaurant for 45 minutes on the phone with ESPN. I go back to my table and I tell my wife, I was like, that's cool. I was like, that's like a career high for me, right? Like I got interviewed by ESPN. I could die a happy man. Yeah. While I'm eating, like, while I'm finishing my lunch and stuff, I get an email. We're going to fly you up to Bristol so we can interview you in person, and it's going to be on this day. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let the two weeks thing, like, expire. We'll just let it roll through. From the day that I did that interview on the phone to the day that I started at uh, ESPN up in Bristol was 28 days. And, like, they flew me up there. It was it was awesome to, like, go and see the campus and all that stuff. As I flew back, like, I'm in Chicago waiting to fly back here to El Paso. That's when I got the email. Will you accept the job? Like, if you accept the position, say yes, this, this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, yeah. Like, I'll, uh, fuck I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ESPN, man. Hell yeah. So, 
So, yeah, and then, like, while I was working at ESPN, I'm sorry, this is, like, a super long story, but, like... No, no, keep going, man. While, while I was working at ESPN, um, my mother-in-law had a stroke, and <laughs> my mother passed away from, like, complications of a stroke. She had a stroke that led to an aneurysm, and ultimately, you know, that's what took her life. Yeah. Well, my mother-in-law survived it, but I could see, like, the, the pain and the worry in my wife. Yeah. I thought to myself, it would be super unfair, right, for me to make her go through what I had to go through. So we kind of made the decision, and um, during, like, all the blood work and stuff like that for the stroke, they found out that my mother-in-law had bladder cancer. So we made the decision, like, look, ESPN's going to be there, right? Family doesn't necessarily stay around forever, and they can go like that. That's what people do. Like, they can go. So we made the decision to leave ESPN, come back here to El Paso. I wasn't even going to do radio. Like, I was like, I'll, I'll go get a real job as an adult somewhere, and I'll <laughs> be on my merry little way. But the people from my heart uh, contacted me after, after I was here for like two weeks and instantly were like, oh, we'll hire you. And I was just lucky to be put into that, that position, right? And it, it was, again, it was like a part-time promotions uh, assistant. So I was like the guy that was putting up the tent and setting the table and putting like bobbleheads and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm happy to do it because I just love radio. But I knew, like, I'm going to do my time. They're going to let me start doing voice stuff, and I'll start like that. They gave me my own show. I basically bullied them into giving me my show. I was like, look, if you guys don't do this by this day, I'm just going to go in there and turn on a microphone, and you cannot stop me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way to do it, man. So they they gave me my show. It started off as, like, once a week, right? And it started getting traction, so they moved it over to, like, a a five-day-a-week thing. And I was doing stuff for, like, Power 102 and – uh, 96.3 K Hey Country. We have a new station out here. It's a hot 93.5. It's like old school R&B and hip hop and all that. And like sunny 99.9. And then of course the station that I worked for was Fox Sports 1380. So like with, with all that dude, like it, it, it's just amazing how like with patience and I guess like a little bit of being an asshole, <laughs> you, you can like get these things to like work out for you in like just the weirdest of ways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems like you made it happen, man. Uh, getting all these opportunities and then especially with iHeartRadio just pushing your way into it once you got hired with iHeart and then got your your first show how much time was that um I guess like about two and a half months okay so it was fairly quick man yeah because like and and most people whenever they get into radio like it's not going to be that quick right like me going to ESPN after after doing KLAQ and all that for like a year and a half that's not going to really happen but you you have to have patience, right? Like like, and that's what a lot of people don't have right now. It's like, oh well, I I just showed up. Give me a show. Yeah. You don't know how you're gonna act as soon as that microphone turns on. Because I've done that to people. Like, you want to come on? You want to see how hard this is? Let me turn that microphone on and let these people listen to you real quick, right? So. Well, that's why I was so nervous, man, because I know how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, and but but to me, the nerves are good, man. Like. Yeah you would see people saw it like i'm i'm one of these weird ocd people right like i have a routine and i want to get this routine done and part of my routine before i do anything is like i'm gonna have a lot of water i'm gonna make sure like i like i'll go and i'll brush my teeth and i'll make sure my teeth are clean and like my breath smells good and all that because that's how self-conscious i am yeah i'm on the radio no one's smelling my damn breath (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's impressive man uh I uh, when I found out that you were that you were doing radio on iHeart and then you post a live uh, or you would go live on Facebook, 
um, I started watching a few of them, man, and just like it, they were seamless transitions whenever you went to commercial and you came back and then you just picked up right where you left off and there was never like any breaks in conversation or any of your thought process. It was just like boom, 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 boom. I was like, man, this dude is like on top of his game. I, I appreciate that, man, because like I, I didn't want my sports show to be like – based off of like statistics right like statistics wins and losses no one no one really cares about that right unless like you're one of those hardcore like stat nerds and i got number love for you there's a special place for everybody but i wanted my show to be more like you're hanging out with your friends at the bar yeah and you're just talking about the game right like because every single one of us has been there like if it's not the bar it's around the water cooler for all you hardcore christians (laughs) out there it's around the water cooler drinking nothing but water and the good stuff yeah um but we've all done that like we sit there and we talk and it was like you have friends out there that make like these great like like they make great points whenever it comes down to what they saw in the game because it's different for all of us right i thought to myself that's what i want my show to be like we're just hanging out and the phone lines are going to be open the comment section on facebook is going to be open whatever you want to say say it and if you say something stupid i'm gonna call you out if i say something stupid i want you to call me out right because that's that's the way this works it's a symbiotic relationship without me you're not getting entertained without you. I don't have a job. So that, <laughs> like that, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was the way that I had to look at it, man. And like, it was, it was so much fun. And like, I don't know if you know or not, but I got laid off in November and the best feeling about that was as soon as I, cause I go on Facebook and like, I go on Twitter and I'm like, Hey, I have to announce there's not going to be a show today because X, Y, Z happened. You know, thank you for your support and all that. Yeah. I got like 40 messages on Twitter and I got like 30 on Facebook and like direct text messages from people. I think altogether it was like almost 200 messages from people saying, just go back to doing podcasts, just go back, do a podcast and it'll be perfectly fine. And that's a good feeling, man, because it's like, that, that's where people say, you know what, even, even if they don't like what I have to say, even if I sound like an asshole to most people, right. At least they're willing to be like, I'll give this guy a shot. And like, we'll see what he has to like say. And, and that was like a really cool thing. And like being able to do the podcast I do now, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't make a whole bunch of money or anything like that. Like my disability check helps me out. My full-time job that I have with the Alzheimer's Association helps me out. But my my show has been like therapy, right? It's, yeah. a, it's like a therapy, like a therapy couch. So it's the same thing for you. It's a oh, nice yeah. way to release and do and do your thing. But then I realized that there's people out there that also look at my show as a way of releasing from their everyday life as well. Right. And that's what made it so special, man. And that, and that's why, like, whenever you say that, like, seamless transitions, all I ever wanted it to be was just a conversation. I fought so hard to not even have commercials, but you have to have commercials. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got to get pay the bills, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And I, I love that. Like, that's kind of what I wanted – like this podcast to be man just like two people uh conversing or three or however many we have on the show and just bullshitting hopefully we get to talk about some serious stuff some funny shit just like all of it but it's like just a group of friends just talking like you always do um that's always the best man and for whatever reason like people are interested into that shit i know for your show specifically it was it was sports and every once in a while you guys would trail off but it was funny as shit man and it was awesome uh but yeah, that's I, I think that's the way, best way to go about it. No, yeah. And to me, like, it, it's so funny because, like, everyone was so concerned, right? Whenever COVID happened, like, how are you going to do a show? Yeah. I was like, 
I'm an entertainer. Like I, I want to entertain people. So I was like, you know what? I've never had, I've never had this like Dalgana coffee. I don't even know really if I'm saying it correctly, but it's apparently coffee from India and it's like basically liquid cocaine. And <laughs> so uh, like I, I had my producer, like we set up a table, I put a camera on him and he's like making the, the stuff while we're just doing the show. And he brings it over to me. I take a sip out of it. And it's like, like you feel it. Oh. It was like, like the heroin just entered your body you and start your eyes seeing colors. Out. Yeah. Oh, no, you see sound. Or, or hear but, colors, <laughs> see sound. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it, like that thing was insane. And then like, um, because of what COVID was doing to like local businesses and stuff, I was like, you know what? I'm going to use my platform. Let me just go out here, spend a couple bucks at like this food truck. Give them a little bit of love. Like, hey, we're out here at this food truck. I'm going to eat your food on my show. We'll see how it goes. And hopefully your food is good. And I, I spent one show for about an hour and a half. Like we extended the show because we were going to do stuff on like the NFL draft. Yeah. And we, we spoke a little bit about the NFL draft, but I think I spent the remainder of the show talking about like who has the best tacos in El Paso. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Who'd you go with? Um, to me, like, because I love like tacos Don Cuco. Mm-hmm. Like I love them. And, uh, there's one over here off of Yarborough and like that that's how you know like it's so good you don't even care about the name you just know where it's at yeah <laughs> so was it, like, was it Tacoholics uh, ta- no uh Tacos Chinampas oh okay yeah I had uh what was it Tacos at Cuco uh when I was on the podcast with Andy uh with Ace he mm-hmm. uh he, that's where he got them from and it, it, first time I've ever had it and they were fucking delicious man Oh, yeah, man. No, they're so good. Like, the food scene in El Paso, there's a reason why your boy looks like this. It's hard <laughs> It's hard work to do all this research, but I do it for everybody out there. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Dude, so when uh, – with uh, with your sports uh, podcast and stuff, do you – so do you go through and do a lot of research, or is it just watching games and kind of just taking notes – There'll, there'll be times where like I'll do research, right? And, like I know I'm gonna have to do research a little bit later on because uh, Drew Brees retired today. And I know, man. Fuck, o- over, years. over the yeah, and, but over like the last decade, I've been saying like Drew Brees, like yeah, he's statistically great. He chokes in the playoffs, like like that's <laughs> that's it's the truth. Like it, it, it hurts. I'm a Cowboys fan. Tony Romo sucks in the playoffs too. But you got you got to know, right? It's a knife to the heart, man. <laughs> uh, trust, trust me, man. I, like I, I, I'm a Cowboys fan. I love them to death, but my God, they're terrible. <laughs> but like, I'll do research on some of that stuff, right? But for me, for the most part, it's like, hey, let's watch this game and just whatever comes to mind, right? Like if you if you see something stupid in the game, you'll be like, you'll remember that stuff. If you see like a great highlight, you'll remember that stuff. ESPN will shove it down your throat if you didn't see it. Yeah. So, like, for me, it's not like I do a whole bunch of research. A lot of it is just based off of memory and stuff. And I have this weird ability. Maybe it's because I am just a huge nerd. I have this weird ability to, like, recall stats at just random-ass times, right? Like, yeah. so if something comes up, I'll be like, oh, I don't. I bet you didn't know that if Dak Prescott averages the same amount of time on the field as he did over the last couple of years with the Dallas Cowboys, he'll make $668 a second. Jesus, <laughs> I, I, that, that's that's how big his contract is. Yep, I need that kind of money. Oh, we all do, man. <laughs> so when you started out, radio was the intention to go the sports way, or just radio, whatever I can get on radio. It, it kind of ebbed and flowed, right? Because like the the initial thing was like, yeah, I want to do sports because like I love sports, and I feel like sports is like the one one of the few places in entertainment where you can actually. 
like like it brings out all different types of emotions. It could it could drive people apart. It could bring people together, just depending on what the outcome of a game is, right? Oh yeah. And for a lot of people, that that was like bonding time with parents. That was bonding time with children. Like, like there's something special about what sports does to us on the inside. That, that like it's not just something silly that a lot of people think it is. But as I was like doing sports and stuff and like I'm listening to other people's opinions and people are calling in and they get all like like super upset about UTEP and UTEP is UTEP. They're going to be bad for the rest of eternity. Just accept it. Yep. But whenever people start doing that and like they make personal attacks and stuff like that, I was kind of like, you know what, let's let's see how how wide of a net I can cast just to piss people off. So. I, I started recently because I, I hate the thing of just a sports guy because anytime you put like, you're just this, it's a bad thing. Right. Yeah. So I started doing another podcast that I started. It's called uh, sun city stories. And we're just telling stories of kind of similar to this. Like, like how'd you get your start doing X, Y, Z with what it is that you're doing. And it's, uh, you know, professors at, at UTEP. Like what was it that drove you to be a professor? It's uh, a, a person that I know that's one of my mentors is transitioning right now 67 years old and started to transition and i couldn't imagine what it would feel like to be that age and not comfortable in your own skin yeah because it's it's just not something that that we thought of right like like it's never been there but now it's one of those things that's right in front of you oh you mean Um, like gender transition yeah oh shit yeah and and like at, at 67 years old right like like that's that's mind blowing. Yeah. Um, people who were like big in the music scene in El Paso back in like the, the 1970s and sixties and stuff like that, like media people. Um, what, one of my most recent shows is, uh, um, like women in media and like what they have to deal with and like the comment section. And whenever they post up a picture on social media, because one of the people that I worked with at KLAQ, whenever I first got there and it like opened my eyes to a bunch of stuff, she would get fan mail and fan mail is cool until there's like dick pics in it and until and until that fan becomes a stalker and winds up waiting for you outside the radio station and like that stuff becomes uncomfortable for like people like that that doesn't necessarily happen to me right like that's not gonna happen to me that's gonna happen to women (laughs) uh i do unfortunately i do my snapchat i had to i had to change my snapchat because somebody shared it out there and like at least once a week, I think there was a point there was like multiple times a day I was getting dick pics and I was like, bro, what the fuck? Uh, and, th- and there was a point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to reply back with mine. But I was like, nope, that's probably what they want. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So I, I've got no issues with fan mail yet. Uh, hopefully it never happens. <laughs> but yeah, I always hear uh, uh, like people that are in the media and you know everybody recognizes them they have that issue it's like yeah you you become famous but there's a price that comes with it uh, and like the fan mail where it turns into dick pics and then dick pics turns into stalking or it doesn't have to be dick pics but you know what I'm saying uh, yeah well, it turns well, into stalking and it's, it gets dangerous quick well one of the one of the weirdest stories that happened to me is so like whenever I was working at the NPR station at UTEP they gave me a jazz show and it was late night jazz with Tipton on oh, shit. Tuesday, on Tuesday nights at like 10 o'clock at night, right? For two hours from 10 o'clock to midnight, I was like hosting a jazz show. This woman went into the UTEP student directory, found my email address in the UTEP student directory, took a picture of her vagina and sent it to me. Yikes. 
that's a lot of work to try to find somebody's email address that's a student at UTEP. Yeah. <laughs> like you got you got there's a lot of hurdles you got to jump to get there. And I was like, I I I appreciate the picture. <laughs> Thank you very much. However, block like <laughs> yeah yeah you can't be messing around with crazy people like that dude that's insane like all, I, all i wanted to do was just check like my grades and i wound up having a vagina in my email <laughs> uh, for some people that's not a bad day <laughs> <laughs> for some people that's a career highlight <laughs> yeah there you go man <laughs> so uh what's how many shows do you have Right now, um, it's two shows. It's, well, oh, shit, I guess it's technically four shows. <laughs> but um, So I, I started my own thing. It's just the TEP LLC, right? Because yeah. what a great play on name. Like with my name, El Paso, <laughs> the triple entendre, yeah. I have mastered it. So it's just the TEP LLC. And I wanted to continue just doing my sports thing. Well, the sports thing turned into... I got a couple of friends that really like wrestling. They're guys that, that still work up at a, at ESPN and our, our group chat is just bombarded with like wrestling talk. Right. So I was like, Hey, you know what? Let's just talk about wrestling on a podcast. Right. Like let's, let's just do that. Is this and like do, WWE it, wrestling or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not like WWE, uh, the new one that they have now. Um, and to be honest with you, like they carry it, right? Because I like I liked wrestling in high school. I stopped watching it until like I got out of the military and my mother in law loved watching wrestling. So I kind of picked it up there because my kid loves like the lights and all the stuff yeah. that happened with wrestling, right? So like I that's when I started watching wrestling. But there was like shit, an eleven year period where I didn't watch wrestling at all. So like there's that that complete void of knowledge. Yeah. And these these guys carry the show and Literally, all it is is like we'll watch old wrestling matches on the TV and just sit there and get drunk. And <laughs> my God, man! Like uh, your your boy was feeling it last night because it's normally on Saturday nights. So I, I was I was I was into it, man. <laughs> yeah, buddy. What do you guys sip on? Uh, I mean, it it depends, man. Like I'll I'll show you like my little uh, unprofessional collection back there. Ooh, uh, I got nice. like. A bunch of tequila, a bunch of like uh, whiskey and stuff like that. It's tequila and whiskey gives you a voice like this, kids. Um, <laughs> and cigars. You cannot forget the cigars. Um, but yeah, it's just whatever we, we feel like. So like last night, I went to a place that's like right down the road from my house. It's called Suck It Daiquiris. Great name. <laughs> like fantastic name. And they had one that was called the Dirty Sanchez. And if you're anyone like me and you have that mind, you know what a Dirty Sanchez is. And they had a drink that was called Just the Tip as well. So I was like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to drink these things on my show, and I'm just going to have a good time. You don't realize how quick those mixed drinks come up. Um, I'm sure you've been to Wet Willies. You're a military person. You've had to have at one point in time gone to a Wet Willies. Uh, it sounds familiar, but I don't, I don't know what the place so, is. So it's like the frozen alcohol drinks. And they put so much alcohol in that thing that it creeps up on you, and at one point it just <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> And there's nothing else you can do about it except take it. Yeah. So uh, that, that's about where I was because this podcast lasted about four hours. Don't ever do that. A four-hour podcast is not fun. <laughs> that is nuts. What uh? What are the other two? So you said the El Paso Stories one. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Sun City Stories. It is the uh, it's called Getting Drunk on the Internet with Bob Pat and Jim or Bob Jim and Pat. Um, then I have the one that I do, uh, just the tip LLC. So it's the, just the tip sports show. 
and stuff like that. Then I have one that I do on uh, Wednesdays with a guy that's uh, a former uh, professional baseball player. He used to play in the minor leagues uh, for the Texas Rangers, and he owned uh, a, a wing place here in El Paso. And we just get on and talk about baseball. Okay. Yeah. So you got four shows, man. That's nuts. How the hell do you find time for all of this? Well, that's the great part, man. Like, so my my job because like I got a full time job in February working for the Alzheimer's Association. That's here at home, and literally the way that I prepare for a lot of stuff, like I like I just told you, like I'll get something that comes over, like you know, a text alert on ESPN. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, well that's that's interesting. And, like I'll write something down and I'll just look at it. I'll like read maybe you know two minutes of an article or anything like that, or like I'll watch ESPN for about thirty minutes and it gives me all I need to know to go forward and do a show. Yeah. Dang, that's nuts, man. So what's uh <laughs> any plans to get to uh to get back to radio? I so um and it's so weird, like I said, like everything happens in these weird ways, right? Like things come and they go and they they it, it's all it's all like rolling the dice. Like we, we don't know what's gonna happen, right? So I I got this job and I'm real happy with this job. And on Thursday I got a alert that was like hey apply for this job at espn in bristol connecticut and it was like that that was the one that was like you know it's calling you home yeah but i took on a great challenge here in el paso to help people battle a disease that quite frankly is one of the worst ways to go right like alzheimer's is it's a scary one for sure just nasty so my commitment is I want to build these events and I have a plan of where I want these events to go. I have a plan of how much money I want these events to bring in so that we can actually help people the way that they need to be helped because nothing in this life is free. So right now, as hard as it was, I had to ignore that knowing that like, that's where your passion is. Like that's where it is. Yeah. And saying, I've got a new passion. Like, like I've, I made a promise and I've made a promise to myself. I made a promise to this community I'm going to see this through until the bitter end. If something does come up with radio here in El Paso, which I hope it does, I can I can do a part-time gig. Like it's it's not necessarily about money. Radio doesn't pay very well for anyone out there that wants to do radio. I like like I can do a part-time gig, right? So for me right now it's like I'm going to focus on what my job is because like I said I obsess over like what my role in a job is. But if something comes up radio-wise that's here in El Paso, yeah, I'll take it. It's It's got to be worth my while, though, and it's got to be around what it is that I like to do. So uh, I, it's nice to have the luxury of not, you know, just jumping at the first thing that comes up and doing all that. Yeah. But, man, like whenever you get that alert from ESPN and you know you can get that job because that's where you used to be. Yeah. To 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 – have the wherewithal to turn that down. I was like, my God, dude, I'm still fighting with that. Like I'm still fighting with that. (laughs) That's crazy, man. But, uh, at least you like, you know yourself well enough that you know exactly what you want. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like that's something, uh, that you would love to do, but you already know, like you have your place right now that you're, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That, uh, not loyal to, I can't think of the word. Yeah, yeah, you're committed to it, man. And it's just like, yeah, this is it. So that's uh I'm like losing my words. <laughs> See, man. This this is See, why bro. I can't this is why I can't do live shit. 
No, see, and this is the thing. Like, so whenever you do live stuff, you you have to have like like you have to have a list of like just things you want to say, right? Yeah. And my way, whenever like I lost a train of thought, my way of getting through everything was. Yeah, and don't forget that we're we're brought to you by X Y Z because that's a real quick way of stalling and and being able to like formulate your thoughts again. Or you throw a grenade out there and you tell your producers and stuff like you just bring up a thing like you know what Aaron Rodgers isn't really that good, <laughs> and then boom, everyone else takes it from there. <laughs> and well, all the shows that I see, man, and that I've seen uh, of yours. It all, it's almost like a natural. Was there ever a point where there was quite a bit of dead air and you're like, fuck, man, I don't know what to talk about next. So dead air, like, is the worst thing in the history of people that have ever done anything in radio. Yes. Because two seconds feels like a damn lifetime, man. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, there have been times where, like, people will say something or, like, you're you're on a phone call and the call just drops, so you just got to pick it up and go. And that's where, like I said, like I, I have those crutches of, well, we're brought to you by this a little bit later on in the show. We're going to talk about this. I had commercials. So if like anything got real bad, you know, what, let's just take a commercial right now. We'll come back and we'll talk about <laughs> X, Y, Z. So like, like, yeah, but in the podcast game, I did that on purpose. In the podcast game, you can, <laughs> you, you can have those pauses yeah. because people are listening to you and you don't have to worry about the alarms of dead air coming off. Whenever I was at ESPN, you had 11 seconds, 11 seconds between being able to do one thing, and it was always at the top of the hour. So you you had, like, the last commercial. It would play, like, a little uh, thing of, like, ESPN music, like, like that, right? Yeah. And then it would it would have 10 seconds of silence for station identification throughout the entire country. So, like, whatever these, con- these stations were, like, here in El Paso, it's like, KROD 600 ESPN El Paso is ESPN El Paso. And then they come back to us. They give you that one second to be able to hit what it is that you need to hit. If not, alarms start going off all over the place. You're getting like 15, 16 phone calls. And you got to explain to everybody why you had 12 seconds and not 11 seconds of dead air. Oh, shit. That is a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, so you were watching that thing like a hawk. And I, like, because I was a producer and that's what I did, I made sure that, like, five seconds of dead air is fine. Four seconds, six seconds. We can push the limit here a little bit, but we will never break that 10-second threshold. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking nuts. Um, no. your show, how long were your shows? Like, one-hour segments, two-hour segments? Uh, it was a, a one-hour show, and it would be broken up into a 15-minute segment, a 10-minute segment, a 15-minute segment, and then like a five-minute segment. So, like for your for your one-hour shows, were you there all day to try and get that set up and knocked out? Or Well, I was there all day because my job whenever I was at uh, iHeart was the production manager. So I was in charge of all of the commercials on six radio stations. So they would come in. I would either, A, have to voice them, find someone else to voice them. Uh, if it's a national thing, like get the audio, put it into a system, give it a card number, put it in, make sure it's playing in the right spot at the right time. And like these, these things are coming in like all the time. Oh, gotcha. We, we got commercials up the ass. I had about five to 10, maybe 15 minutes before each show to get the show ready. <laughs> 
And whenever you're dealing with technology and like you said, you know, I was, I have my cameras, I'm streaming, I'm doing this and that. I'm trying to get everything I can ready while also looking at ESPN and saying, oh, okay, we can talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Holy hell. So you can multitask like a motherfucker. Yeah, man. There was one thing I learned how to do was multitask. <laughs> oh, so I thought you went from like producer to having your own show, but you were juggling both at the same time. Yeah. And and there were days too because um, it, it's just the way radio works, right? Like you're not always going to have a full staff. So there were days too where I had to run the board. I had to answer the phones. I had to make sure everything was going good while also hosting the show and producing the show and doing my normal job. <laughs> so I, I had a, it was a 40 hour a week job, but I was putting in 60, 65 hours a week. No overtime, none of that. But like I said, it's, it's because it's a passion that you love. Yeah. So you, you were on salary for the most part. Yeah. And just, just so, so people know whenever someone like the position that I have, it sounds like a whole lot of responsibility in El Paso. That's $27,000 a year. Oh shit. Yeah. It, it ain't great. Like what really helps get us by is whenever we do like remote broadcasts and stuff like that. And we go to like the car dealerships and do that. Because whenever you go to the car dealerships and like you're the talent that's on the phone, like, hey, coming out here to blah, blah, blah car dealership because they've got a great deal on this car and you want to buy that car because I said so because I'm some guy on the radio that you trust. <laughs> whenever we did that, it was like $100 an hour and those are two hours each. So if you got like two or three of them in like a weekend, you're sitting pretty, man. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a whole bunch of different ways to make money. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Like what what I did as well, like on during the Cowboys season, like the football season, like I MC Dallas Cowboys games at a bar down here in El Paso. Like you just get the crowd going. We have raffles. We do stuff like that. I get paid to do that. Um, I get paid to like do my podcast. And of course, the thing that helped get me through the last you know decade of not being in the military was my VA disability check. Yeah. So like like I'm lucky in that aspect, and I realize how lucky I am. Because not everyone has that ability to do that. Yeah. Yeah, but you had some uh, pretty serious injuries, man, so. Yeah. That's fucking, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, my, my brother's yeah. In, in the same boat with uh, disability. He, he gets a pretty good check, uh, but dude's all jacked up, so it, it comes well, with and, the price. Yeah, and, and for me, it's like the back and like the, the knee are the main, like the main ones because – Whenever, because it took so long for them to do surgery on my knee, whenever they actually did it, um, the nerve endings were so bad that like that feeling whenever your leg is asleep, I have that from my knee down all the way to my foot for the remainder of my life. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard to walk. It's hard to run. It's hard to do any of that stuff, but you got to get up and do it, man. Like that's, that's all you got to do. That fucking sucks, man. Yeah. 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 I've got quite a few injuries. So I'm, I can only imagine what uh what my disability is going to look like. <laughs> They're going to be like, sir, I don't think we can pay you. <laughs> you're no. going to make you're going to make the defense budget go uh, go bankrupt. Shit, <laughs> uh, they got plenty of money. Let, I'm about to say, let me have a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, but that's that. probably, what's up. So you'll probably be making more than what you're making now. <laughs> Shit, that'd be nice. <laughs> get that double get get retirement pay and uh disability Ooh. pay i'll take it Ooh. that double dip <laughs> and then get a contractor job 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's always a little fallback, right? Go get the contractor job. That's what I was doing in Alaska. I was working as a contractor up there. Oh, yeah? What were you doing? <laughs> uh, it was uh, NAF, so non-appropriated funds is what I was doing, just like hanging out and making sure people were doing their job. Uh, that's basically what I was. Yeah. How, how was Alaska? <laughs> so I have like a love-hate relationship with Alaska because it is absolutely beautiful. Um the day I got up there was negative 17 degrees with a wind chill of negative 50, which is a nightmare whenever you come from El Paso, Texas. Yep. Um, we drove up there, which, again, I don't recommend. <laughs> um, but, like, nature-wise, man, like, there's bald eagles flying everywhere, and, like, the, the air is so clean, and, um, like, we had moose run through our front yard, like, on a regular basis, and... You, you get to see like the northern lights, like you know the the auroras just dancing up like right above you, and like you're hanging out, and like you don't have to put a filter on like a a picture you take out in like nature, right? Like I have a picture of a of a volcano, and it is just absolutely beautifully and like pristine because that's just how beautiful it is up there. Yeah. The down the downside to it is that it's super expensive because they have to ship everything up there. Yeah. So. Um, like the shipping cost is what gets added into whenever you're buying something. So if you buy like a six pack of chicken breasts, right? $36, a gallon of milk, $8, like, (laughs) um, like a a little bundle of bananas, $9. Like it's, it's insane, man. Yeah. The, the, the funniest thing that like my wife and I joke about is like, we, they had an advertisement that they had watermelons because watermelons is like, you got to ship them up there and you hope they survive. Right. So this place was like, we have watermelons. Come get your watermelon. I'm not a big dude. I'm five foot 10. I can palm a basketball. I was able to grab this watermelon like that. And it was $12. Oh my gosh. I'm sitting here like, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's time to go. Time to go back to the lower 48. <laughs> Yeah, because my oh, wife's always sure. talking about it. like, yeah, we should try Alaska, and I'm not on board. I'm like, fuck that shit. Yeah, and I've heard people talk about it like, oh yeah, it's nice, it's beautiful, and everything. They never say anything bad, but it it mm-hmm. it has me skeptical. You're like the first person that I, I've heard those those things about. So well, well, active duty is going to get like treated a little bit better because active duty is going to get cola, right? Like the cost of living allowance. So you're yeah. you're, you're gonna you're gonna get that, and it's going to offset some of the cost of like living up there because that's that's what it is so if you're active duty like yeah i would recommend go up there because at least you're going to have that taken care of if you're a contractor you're not going to get that yeah and that that's a good chunk that's getting taken out of your wallet and you have to try to survive up there with all those um expenses and like for for us we had a a two-bedroom apartment that was like i want to say about 2000 square feet so a very wide open apartment and it was 1100 bucks a month but that's because i lived about 20 miles outside of anchorage if we had got that same apartment in anchorage it would have been like 2500 dollars a month yikes because everyone wants to live in anchorage because obviously that's like the only place where civilization is. <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know if i could deal with the, all the moose and the negative degree weather like you said, man, born and raised in El Paso, it's just, it's not for us. Trust me whenever I say this, like one of the weirdest things to me is like, so I love my basketball shorts. I love my t-shirts and stuff like that. I walked outside, I'm taking like a bag of trash and like, I'm sweating, man. Like it's hot. And I'm like, man, like how, 
how hot is it right now? And like, I, I get my phone out and like I swipe over and I let the weather app like refresh. There was still snow on the ground and it was 24 degrees. I was sweating. I was like, yeah, th- this ain't, this ain't normal. Like people should not live like this. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah. If I, if I can help it, uh, I'll never be in Alaska. Hey, go visit, man. Like it's worth a visit. Like go, Go like late August, early September, because the sun actually will go down, and you'll actually be able to like enjoy yourself there. Yeah. If you go in the middle, if you go in the middle of the summer, the sun's going to be up all the time. It's going to mess with like your mind and how you con- like your your concepts of time. So go when the sun actually sets. Plus, you'll be able to see the aurora borealis, and that that to me is like one of those things that like we're never going to see that down here, right? Yeah. Even whenever I lived in Connecticut, we weren't able to see it. So that that shows you how rare of a thing it is up there, and like it's 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 a beautiful thing to see, man. Like all that nature stuff. At least one time, I, I would recommend people go up there and visit if they can. Yeah. Did you get into all like hiking out uh, in Alaska? Oh man, I've always been like that. Yeah. I've, I've I've always been like the the outdoorsy type and stuff like that. Just because like but like, like I alluded to, it, my parents had a business of like moving mobile homes and stuff like that. So I got used to like working outside. Like whenever, whenever I was in high school, I was super crispy dark because I was always outside, like under a mobile home. And a lot of these like mobile homes were out in the middle of BFE. So we would have to drive out there, like hike up there sometimes and like backpack and do all that. So I got so used to being like outdoorsy that going up to Alaska was just like, again, the, the cherry on top. Yeah. Badass, man. Well, shit, dude. I think uh, this is a good place to to cut it um i appreciate you jumping on the podcast man it was awesome having you on uh next time i'm in el paso we have to get together and we'll do uh one face to face those are always better um, oh yeah no i'm not i'll drink up some of your whiskey bro <laughs> <laughs> i've got i've got way too much of it so i need some help getting rid of some of that whiskey man <laughs> <laughs> yeah man but it was it was awesome having having you on here and uh uh getting to catch up no man, I, I I appreciate you, man. If you ever want someone to come on and talk way too much, I'm I'm willing to do it. Oh, let's do it. I, I'll get you back on here for sure. Um, hope, <laughs> hopefully uh, we can do one in person. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Just let me know whenever you get back. All right, sounds good, man. Um, but don't hang up. Uh, I'll end the show here, but uh, just stay on the line. All right. I got you, man. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we'll see you all next week. <laughs>